from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Major League Baseball potentially coming to North Carolina. Ah, yes. Potentially coming to Raleigh, the Triangle. This was all kickstarted when uh, comments from Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, mm-hmm. surfaced yesterday. And uh, we have some audio of Tom Dundon, that, that very same Canes owner, talking about it. This is probably much more of a baseball state and town than than hockey, obviously. Um, so I, I, I think the baseball is a foregone conclusion, right? If you have it, they support the Bulls. They support all the colleges. I, I think the baseball seems obvious. Seems obvious. I'm with it. I, as a fan, am with it. I'm not sure the obviousness jumps out at me as as aggressively, simply because I think there's some obvious other areas that have maybe been waiting in line a bit longer. But hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. And then you throw into to account this. Um, let's just uh, uh, kind of get it out there. The Rays had a playoff game yesterday. Yeah. It was attended a little bit less than my Delaware football games used to be attended. Oh, <laughs> that's it's a knock on the Rays. That's not a compliment to the the, the Delaware football. Y'all team. had a packed stadium. Uh, they had nineteen thousand and change there, and uh, that is. Let me bring up the stat: the AL Wild Card Series opener between the Rangers and the Rays in Tampa drew an announced crowd of nineteen thousand seven hundred and four. That is the lowest for a playoff game, a postseason game, since the 1919 World Series. Oh, you mean when the Chicago White Sox threw the series against the Cincinnati Reds? Yes, the Black Sox scandal. Yes. And and I'm I'm not great at math, but I I, I mean, a hundred is kind of an that was over a hundred years ago. Yeah. If there's ever been a reason, and and by the way. The other thing I want to point out, and we actually looked this up earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, there is plans for a new stadium in Tampa, which you may be like, oh, so they're definitely not moving. Non-binding is how it's described. Yeah, it's like about 30,000 seats in St. Pete. St. Petersburg yesterday released the f- – so on the same day, they had almost no one show up to a playoff game. They they released the final version of an outline that details the public financial commitments for a $1.3 billion Dollar baseball stadium for the Rays. The key, though, though it is non-binding. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be super jacked to go spend one point three billion if you can't put more than twenty grand for a playoff game in Tropicana Field. Yeah. So if they're looking to move, I think Raleigh becomes more and more of a possibility. I think the Triangle becomes more and more of a possibility. And keep in mind. The Durham Bulls is the AAA affiliate of Tampa Bay Rays. So let's say Major League Baseball wants to expand to 32, which is kind of the common consensus. There are 30 teams now, 32 is where they want to be, and they want to expand both north and south. So they go maybe back to Montreal, used to have the Expos. Maybe they bring the Expos back. Maybe they go to Mexico City, uh, introduce the first professional baseball, Major League Baseball team in Mexico. The Rays could then be the team that slides up and that would be a, a bare-knuckle brawl between Charlotte, here, Nashville, a few other cities, maybe Portland, who knows, a few other cities that want to get in the mix. But I do think having three, two expansion and a relocation increases the chances for really any city to get a new team. That's mm-hmm. good for Raleigh. 
So Rays fans, keep not showing up. Yeah. By the way, I just took a look up at the television because they're playing the Rangers right now, game two of that series. Mm. Probably the same amount of people as yesterday. Just an FYI. All right. Not very many people there. It's a school day. Okay. Well, let's quit that. Let's hit this. We got better tonight. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, yes, MLB playoffs going on right now, as we just mentioned. But to keep it back here locally in terms of pro sports, Austin Corbett, offensive lineman, guard for the Carolina Panthers, cleared to practice today. Now, just because he's cleared to practice doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. A little context and reminder for everyone out there. He's offensive lineman in the last game of the season against the New Orleans Saints, Tim. Tore his ACL. Mm. So it's only been about nine months since he tore his ACL, and he's already back at practice. They have 21 days now because he has been activated off the physically unable to perform list. You have 21 days to either put him on your active 53-man roster or he's done for the season, one or the other. I saw a clip of him actually doing a one-on-one. Yeah. Like, he's he's practicing. This is not ceremonial. Yeah, this is uh, he's on a rep count as far as to work him back in, but the Panthers need O-line help, and this could be it. I'm going to sound the oldest I've sounded since I told the story of pulling my hamstring running to first base in a sponsor softball game. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, when I was a kid, one of the, the NFL players would tear an ACL, mm-hmm. and there would be an old-timer going, oh, in my day, that meant your career was over, right? You don't recover from an ACL in my day. That just meant your knee was blown out and you were done. In my day, an ACL was way more than nine months. It used to be a year at best. You're probably looking at 18 months. It was it was very close to, like, if you're an explosive player and you're older than 25, you tear your ACL, it was like, I don't know if you're ever going to make it back. Nine months? Nine I feel like it, I used to say Adrian Peterson ruined it for everybody because Adrian Peterson blew – I think it was in November he blew out his, his ACL and he came back to play the next year and ran for 2,000 yards. And I was like, that's an alien. No, Everyone's going to be compared to that, yeah. and that's not fair. Now you have, like, no disrespect to Austin Corbett, but, like, f- solid offensive guards tearing their ACL at the end of a season, and they're like, oh, I'll be back, you know, first or second month of the next year. That's uh, outlandish. But I'll say it like this also. It's a sight for sore eyes for the Panthers. Get that all. If there's someone that can improve your offensive line, you get them in there as soon as possible. ASAP. They've had some struggles on the interior of that offensive line. Good to see him back, though. Yeah, very. Pretty pumped. Good to see him back. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. It means more. The question being asked of the Panthers. Probably the most. Should Frank Reich hand off play calling duties? Should he no longer call the offensive plays? I know where this this is. This is called like a, a question that doesn't need to be asked. Dennis, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, I th- I think I think it can be a soft handoff. What I mean by that is start with hey. I want you giving me your thoughts every play, Thomas Brown. I want you in the headset. I want to make this more of a collaboration. I, Frank Reich, still have the final say, but let's make this more of a two-man game. If things still aren't working, I think eventually you get to the point where it's, all right, it's your show. Now I'll give suggestions, and then eventually it's just your show. I don't think it has to be cold turkey. I don't think Frank Reich would be okay with cold turkey. 
right? I don't think you become a head coach in the NFL because you're not a control freak. I think usually you become a head coach in the NFL because you like having uh, a say in everything. So I, I do think something needs to change with the play calling duties. I'm not sure it is fair or possible or reasonable to expect them to just go like, hey, the first month I called plays, now you call plays. I'm just going to worry about timeouts and challenges. That's my only job. Timeouts, challenges, and do we go for it on fourth? Yeah, I'll, you take third quarter and y'all take second. And this is kind of inside baseball a little bit, but uh, in college when I was a backup quarterback, occasionally you'd, you'd wear the headphones if you were signaling in plays or something. To get, sure. And you'd just hear the offensive coordinator, the head coach, like you'd hear everybody talking. And uh, a lot of times the head coach, at least our head coach, was very CEO. He hired coordinators and hands off, let them let them handle their mm -hmm. business. He would just chime in on like a third down and just go like, hey, coach, just so you know, you got two here. We're going for it. And that would be like his, his whole contribution yeah. to the offensive play calling. Like, hey, coach, we got a timeout here. Use the whole field. Don't got to play the, the, the sidelines. And just be like, oh. And it's just – I don't know. As a player, you expect the head coach to be involved in like every decision. Mm -hmm. You throw the headset on and you realize, I don't know what you're doing all the other times. I guess you're just watching the game like the rest of us, yeah. getting ready to yell at referees. But uh, I don't think Frank Wright can go that far to where he's his only contribution to the offensive play calling is, hey, yeah, you can throw it to the middle. We got a timeout to use. Or like, hey, we're going for it. So, you know, you don't got to pick up all six yards in one. Just, just get some. I don't think he can do that. So I think it's going to have to be a softer transition than what everybody's kind of asking for, which is him saying, Thomas Brown, you, you here you go. Keys. I'm going to sit in the back. Like, he's yeah. at least going to be a passenger navigator. It's uh, That's going to be very difficult for Frank to give up because he hasn't yeah. done it yet. Exactly. And he's a, he's a, by the way, backup quarterbacks, and he was a backup quarterback for a long time, yeah. started for a while. Backup quarterbacks always think they know the perfect play. Oh, of course they it's, do. You just, you, 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 there's nothing you can do. By the way, interesting uh, conversation about the the headset. I'll just – a really quick story. Mm -hmm. um, you know the equivalent in basketball when you put up a shot and you go, no, 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 and then it goes in? Yes. Yeah, great shot. Oh, we, trust me, we've had that in lacrosse. <laughs> uh, yeah. It happens in every sport. There's an iteration of that. Uh, one of my buddies was on the headset when I was playing, and we called the deep ball, and I threw it, and our offensive coordinator in the headset goes, uh, mother bleeping Timmy – you overthrew it. Loud. He, like, my buddy was like, oh, no. And then it was completed. And he goes, it was never addressed. He's like, it was, he didn't, he, he never came down and said, like, oh, never mind. Good job. Like, oh, because I wasn't on the headset. Yeah. He's like, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was cursing out as loud as you possibly can. You overthrew it. Receiver got under it, made the catch. They acted like nothing ever happened. Hmm. And and they never thought I would hear about it. But I had a buddy on the headset. And immediately after we came off the field, he was like, dude. They were really mad at you for the, the deep ball. I'm like, we completed it. He's like, yeah, I know. But he was pissed. Uh, it's one of those things. Anyway, uh, maybe he's just used to me missing deep balls. Maybe. maybe eh. could, could have been possibility at that point. Wasn't playing great. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists. All of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the next thing and hit it and quit it. We have an update on Riley Leonard's ankle. Yes. Mike Elko, the head coach, gave an update on his radio show, which was on the buzz. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from Mike Elko. Spirits are high, and, and the news is about as good as it possibly could have been. And so um, he'll be back. He won't miss the year. And, and you know, we'll figure out how much he's going to miss here in the next week or so. But, um, you know, he's in good spirits, and, and he's a competitive kid. And in his mind, he's going to be back next Monday for practice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that that's completely real. Yeah, you can't trust the player on those estimates. No. Also, Mike Elko gave himself a wide berth to, mm-hmm. to enter into there. He'll be back this year. His season's not over. Okay, there's like eight weeks of the season. You got two months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Is that like possibly this month? Is it, hey, we're hoping to have him back for a bowl game? Is it, what are we talking about here? And, and well, we'll figure out in the next week or so. I think they have an idea. I think they're playing it close to their vest. I don't know why I've been saying this from, from like it's just a gut feeling and that's all it is. I think he's going to miss two games. I think he's going to miss two games, which be- makes it very, very difficult for because one of those games would be Florida State. But uh, by week, missed game, missed game for a high ankle sprain. I think it's realistic he returns the next week. Mm-hmm. That's just a that's just a gut feeling. I've I've seen a lot of ankle sprains. I've I've talked with people that have ankle sprains. I've had ankle sprains. I think two games is what he's going to miss. I almost want to set like the over under. <laughs> and, and see how how we do at a game and a half. Yeah, game game. And, I'm taking the over, but it's close. Uh, not confident, but you always got to throw that out there when you're giving picks. Not confident. I wouldn't. You know, just one unit. Um, I think it's two games, and I think he's playing it close to the vest to make like Florida State not know if they have to prepare for Riley Leonard. Well, NC State too. Very very much so. Yeah, but I think I mean if he's back for the NC State game, then he's part alien. Possible. Is it? It's po- are you saying it's possible he's back for the NC State game, or it's possible he's part alien? Yes. <laughs> let's let's quit that. Let's hit this. What? Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, it's day three of the MJ Morris era at NC State of this season. I guess we could yeah, say. say part two of part the MJ- two, yeah uh, MJ Morris two point uh, for this season. Three the days in. Anai Morris era. Uh, nothing's changed since he was announced a starter on Monday. It's Wednesday. That's really about it. No, no, I would say nothing from our, our perspective. Yeah. Things, like, okay. Things are changing internally. Uh, talked with, with Dylan McMahon, his center today as part of the Pack Therapy podcast. It'll be out later this week uh, everywhere, so check it out. Um, McMahon said that going back to last year, he MJ Morris is known to have dropped off a little Krispy Kreme at the, the offensive line film sessions. Hey. I'm, I I said, hey, you, you, that's 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 a good investment right there. Exactly, that's a good investment. Oh, okay, right you dropping this off? All right. <laughs> that's so you know he's he's taking over a little bit, and that, and that obviously I assume is only going to ramp up once your name is starter. So uh, you know he's doing what he has to do to get the team on his side. Exactly. 
It's a good move. It's, it's an old school move, but it's a good move. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Got him! Armando Baycott. Now, mm-hmm. now, if you listen to this show, you know I'm a fan of a good analogy. Right? Oh, yes. I, I like a good reference. I like a good analogy. I like to bring outside of sports, inside of sports. I like all that. Um, Armando Baycott talking about Caleb Love, who obviously has, has transferred out, has an interesting choice of uh, analogy. Yes. He joined Fox Sports, recent conversation, and he said this about Love's decision to transfer. Armando Baycott said, Sometimes in life, you've got to get divorced. You have to do things like that. Caleb is like the wife you divorced, but you both still have a kid together. End of quote. Now, I like to try to make my analogies as, as like, down the middle, as, like, very easily digested, easy to understand. Who's the kid in this situation? Yeah, I'm sorry. What are we splitting here? What, like... Is he talk? Are they talking like a Final Four appearance? Is like the kid? I mean, I guess if that's if that's the thing. For example, you, know, you like the you kid, get, the you kid get has the banner a, weekends and holidays. I get them during the week, like well, we split yeah, Christmas. Like if, yeah, if the kid has a, a school play, you know, both parents are there. <laughs> so let's say in you know twenty years, and they're going to honor the Final Four team that knocked off Coach K and Duke. You know, at at, at the at the Smith Center. He gets to come back. And and obviously, they're going to come back. They're going to be try there. Try not to be cold with each other. Exactly. It's, you know, it's like, oh, it's just cordial, professional. I think respectful. what... I think is that was, where we are? I think what he was trying to say is like, we're not together anymore, but we'll always be connected because of our history. Fair. And and he just used a weird analogy to get there. Yeah. But, uh, but I do think that, you know, Caleb Love's always going to be connected to North Carolina. Oh, 100%. You, you hit that shot... You can go play for Arizona. You can try to play for Michigan. You can transfer. I don't Juco. You go play in Europe. You're always going to be connected to, always going to be connected to North Carolina. So I get what he's trying to say. It's just a funny way to say it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what, what, what he, Baycott and that team can do. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help Help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. What? Uh, by the way, we are one week away. One week? One week away from the Kane season opener. What, what? At PNC Arena. One week today, which the big question we had in the offseason was, okay, what are they going to do on defense with... The plethora of guys that they have on defense. Obviously, bringing back Tony D'Angelo, signing Dmitry Orlov. You brought back, obviously, Slavin, Burns, Pesci, Shea, Chatfield, all these guys coming back. You brought back Dylan Coughlin. You also signed Caleb Jones. So you have a ton of defensemen. But another big question we haven't really talked about much this offseason, Tim, is Andre Svechnikov going to be healthy mm. coming off an ACL? We talked about Austin Corbett with the Carolina uh, Panthers. Andre Svechnikov tore his ACL late in the season last year. 
He's been practicing since day one of training camp. He's been a full participant. Now, he's been wearing a yellow jersey in practice. It's a non-contact jersey, much like we see with quarterbacks and Mm -hmm. kickers in, in football. That certain jersey color, do not touch this guy. He has that same thing going on in practice himself uh, with the with a yellow jersey. So the question is, is he going to be ready to go going into week one? I have to be honest. I, I, we saw videos of him skating or earlier, one, earlier in the offseason. Yeah. And I feel like I went, oh, good. Svetch is back. Yeah. And 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 just kind of moved on. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hear certain, oh, they're taking it cautious at practice or always in a non-contact jersey. And I'm just like. No, okay, they're being, you know, it's fetch. Just being cautious yeah. and all he that He doesn't stuff. need, like, all the reps in the world. He's, mm-hmm. he's a vet. Uh, but it seems like, we're you know, we're a week out and it's still a little uncertain. And I'm going like, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. What's going on here? So Carolina has been, Rob Brindamore, the head coach, has been adjusting line combinations and, and power play groups in practice to reflect Svetch not playing. Mm. So that's something that's to keep in mind as well, is that even this week they had – they took Svetch off the line with Kokiniemi and Martin Natchez, and they actually slid up Tevo Teravine into that spot. They also put, um, they moved up Jesper Foss and had Brendan Lemieux, who they signed in the offseason, working with the fourth line. And Svetch was just kind of rotating himself in with the fourth line and such. Even on the power play, they took Svetch off the power play. They moved up Mike Bunting from the second unit to the first unit, and also they put in um, Kokiniemi on the second mm. power play unit. Svetch not involved with the stuff with the power play going on right now. So they are practicing right now contingent that Svetch is not going to be ready on Wednesday next week. Now, here's also something you have to keep in mind, too. After they play on Wednesday next week, they have a big six-game road trip. Okay, they got to go out west because the State Fair, which we'll hit here in a second. Because the State Fair is going to be in town, this is when they take their big West Coast trip. How do you handle four groups in case you do have an injury? Up front, do you have to, who's the extra forward going to be that travels with you if Svetch, if not, if Svetch is not ready to go? So a lot of questions right now, at least early in the season, but guys been skating full in practice every single day and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. They just want to make sure everything is strong enough with the knee. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You like that? You like that? The State Fair food was announced? Yeah. Let's based, go. Based on that reaction, Let's I, I, go. I turn it over to Dennis Cox for your your immediate reaction. I mean, it's State Fair food, Tim. I know that you know you haven't. I've never been. I've never been to this State Fair. No. You have yet to experience the State Fair here in the state of North Carolina. It is all about food and people watching. People talking. I have rides and, and games. No, no. I want my deep fried deep fry. That's what I want. I want my deep fried whatever, and I want to deep fry it. That's what the State Fair is all about. I think 54 or 52 new items. It's over new 50 items. new, over 50 new food items, Tim. There's a Sunday that has things that don't normally go into a Sunday. I think there's like mac and cheese and bacon. I yeah. think that goes into it. Yeah, do it. There's uh, live your life, man. Don't I want like pickles? Seven different ways. Of course. There's I hate there's, pickles, but fine. Well, luckily there's 45 other options on the just At new minimum. options on the menu. Um, I, I will say this though, and ostrich and, burgers. Ostrich burgers. I've been to other state fairs. I've not been to North Carolina State Fair. Oh, you're in for it. Every state fair does take weird pride in the frying of foods. Mm-hmm. So you better do something special, North Carolina State Fair. You better you better do oh. something to, to blow my hair back. They go get the cheese curds. There's like a legit Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin, curd. you can't. 
the North Carolina State Fair can't be bragging about Wisconsin. No, no, no. They, no, they actually like. They're, I've talked to these people because I I saw it when I first moved from Wisconsin back to the state of North Carolina. And I was, what I was like, I was like, hold on, are you guys just saying you're these are Wisconsin cheese curds? Or are you actually from Wisconsin? So I chatted with them. I was like, oh, you guys are actually legit from Wisconsin, uh, which is. Then you great. should go to the Wisconsin State Fair. That's different. But just saying, it's delicious. Got to get the massive turkey leg, the huge, the huge corn. Which, by the way, the big, uh, the big ears of corn. Mm-hmm. Fake Matt Rule might go enjoy that right now, <laughs> just to let you know. But it's, the cool Teeth. thing is, there's actually a lot of local places that sell stuff at the state yeah. fair. And that's, exactly. As Not opposed, from Wisconsin. Exactly. But those people are from Wisconsin. Just letting you know. Oh, By the way, like in, La Farm okay. Bakery has a pulled pork mac and cheese Danish. Now we're talking. Yeah. Danish. Interesting yes. twist. Now we're talking. I'll, I'll see. The thing is, this hey. is one of the deals where I go. Like this is where I overestimate myself. Mm-hmm. I go in with the expectation of I'm going to hit like 30 of these booths. Then four in, I'm like, I don't think I can fit another bite. Because I've had six Danishes with everything on it, which is get that street corn, man. I'm telling you, street. I mean, yeah, street corn. That that that's not a big space eater yeah. either. Either.